thinking of the rapture in that blessed home on high when the redeemed oh, are gathered in. Gather in. How we'll sing that heavenly anthem in that city in the sky when the redeemed are gathering in. Now when the redeemed are gathering in, watch like snow at the crossing. With our voices loud and long When the redeemed are gathering in Then the angels have to listen For they cannot sing this song When the redeemed are gathering in Now when the redeemed are gathering in Washed like snow And free from sin Oh, how we want to shout And how we when the redeemed are gathering in, then the Savior will give orders to prepare the bank report. When the redeemed are gathering in, and we'll hear His invitation, come ye blessed of the Lord. When the redeemed are gathering in, for the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And then Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Shall be caught up together is where we would get the word rapture. And this is one of the main scriptures for the rapture doctrine that Jesus Christ is coming for his church. And when he comes for his church, we will be taken from the earth and to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And then we have um, uh, another set of scriptures. And I'm going to turn to Dave Hauser to read them. Hello, Brother Dave. Shalom and Maranatha, John. Yes, Shalom and Maranatha to you. So Thank are you, you ready for First Corinthians? Sure. Behold, Chapter I show 15. you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twin cave and I at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen, Brother Dave. Our labor is not vain in the Lord. It's not worth anything. It's not useless. It is worth everything the Lord will remember. Well, Dave, I gave up on you because I've asked so many times what were you doing on this day 25 years ago or 13 years ago and that. I don't, I don't think you remember what happened yesterday. You're like me. 
We're both in the same boat, John. Is that very vague about what happened in the past? <laughs> but the Lord doesn't forget. Amen. Amen. So whatever we've done for the Lord through our lifetime, uh, no matter how slight it, it may have been, just handing a brochure out, let's say, and moving on, then forget it soon afterwards, that'll be brought up and we will receive blessings for it. So let me read. Um, hold on here, Dave, for a second, please. Yeah, that's what I thought. I have a little, little technical problem here. There we go. All right, it was a problem with uh, PowerPoint. Let's look at now the blessed hope. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify himself unto himself a special people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. So, let's go back to verse 13. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And that is also, uh, the blessed hope is the rapture. Looking for the blessed hope, that's Christ's coming. And the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's who he is, the great God and our Savior. And him coming for us is the blessed hope. So the rapture and the blessed hope is the same. And I'd like to add that looking for Christ's coming, the blessed hope, it's not a mere doctrine. It, it has to be a doctrine uh, so we know it. It's, a, it's something we believe, but it's more than just a doctrine. It's a living reality. Looking for that blessed hope. It's a living reality, and it's something akin to um, a group, uh, a, um, I'm saying a, a bride, a bride looking for the groom. Uh, and the wedding is getting real close. That's what that's akin to. So we are never to give up on the blessed hope. Uh, we are to stay focused on that at all times. And there's great, oh, it's blessing. There's, it says looking for that blessed hope. So when we're looking for Christ's coming, it's, it's we're blessed. Amen, Dave? Amen, John. Okay. All right. So, uh, this has been quite a week, uh, in actually two phases. One is here in the United States with the, uh, finances and what's happened in the banking. Uh, the other is in Israel. And Dave, uh, did you pick up on the, um, I don't know what you would call it, agreement that Iran and Saudi Arabia just made? Yeah, that was, uh, very interesting because the Shiites and the Sunnis don't get along very well. So it's very interesting. Uh, it is very interesting. And then also, um, there is a major battle taking place in Ukraine. 
And uh, I've been I, on these things. I sit and watch because there is such propaganda out there uh, about uh, Ukraine this, Ukraine this, Ukraine this, and then Russia, Russia, Russia. So I wait till it clears up. So I think it's clearing up now, and then I'll explain what's going on and uh, kind of why I waited. But Dave, I think the best thing for us to look at now is the uh, financial situation and what just happened towards the end of the week. And actually, Dave, actually, here, let me go to, I, I was a little bit late for the show because there was so many things flying about um, uh, the banking situation. I, I was right on it and I've got up to date. Now, let me get right up to date, Dave. Right after we talked, there's still things were going on. Yeah, and this, uh, basically, and I'm having trouble calling this up. Basically, what it is, Dave, is there's an emergency meeting going on right now with all the senators. Uh, it's, as we speak, this uh, meeting is going on regarding the financial situation. I just can't call this up for whatever reason. Uh, so, Dave, that shows you how serious. When have you ever heard, uh, I don't know if there's 100 senators there. I, I doubt it. Two of them I don't think are able to, maybe three of them can't be there because of their mental and physical. But the bulk of the Senate is going to be there on a Sunday evening. Yeah, Dave. Very, uh, unus very Dave unusual. What you've picked up. Yeah, what you've picked up, Dave, about the um, uh, th this uh, banking situation. Sure. Well, why don't we start from the beginning? Um, it was on Thursday uh, that Silicon Valley Bank in California uh, was having big financial problems. Uh, the bank primarily uh, was used by um, startups, tech startups in California, and these tech startups basically were putting uh, the funds that they raised in this bank. Um, the tech startups weren't making profits yet, so they weren't basically borrowing money. So the bank basically had lots of deposits, and but they weren't really loaning money out to make a profit uh, to uh, sustain the business model. So what happened was, they had to sell, uh, well, actually, a while back, earlier, I think uh, two or three years ago, they bought about $80 billion worth of mortgage-backed securities at 1.56% interest, which is very, very low. Now, treasury bonds are like 4.7%, and they actually bought 10-year mortgage-backed securities. So they were having financial problems. So they had to sell these uh, mortgage-backed security bonds at a, a big loss. So then they went out and tried to raise over $2 billion, which failed. And it created a panic at the bank. It caused a bank run. And a very, very prominent um, figure that a lot of people respect, <clears throat> I don't remember the gentleman's name, basically said, you better take your money out. So basically the bank uh, collapsed. Now, not only that bank collapsed, but another bank, also in California, that primarily was a bank for crypto, um, ex like a crypto exchange, that bank collapsed. Then, uh, fast forward, all right, um, 
Janet Yellen uh, today basically said that the federal government was not going to bail out the bank. Um, just before we started the show, the Federal Reserve basically stepped in and said they were going to bail out the bank because it was a major financial crisis. And on the news I saw before, too, another bank called Republic Bank, um, they had a video of people lining up trying to take their money out. Now, the problem is relatively simple. Um, you think your money's in the bank. Well, and I'll be conservative. It's actually less than this now. But to make it a point, at least 90% or more is lent out to people, businesses, uh, mortgages, et cetera, et cetera. So if more than 10% of the people show up and say, gee, I want my money, that's a problem. The bank fails. So what happens is the Federal Reserve, we remember what happened in 2008 with Lehman Brothers. They let that bank fail. First, it was Bear Stearns. It spread to Lehman Brothers, and it created a global financial crisis. So the Federal Reserve just stepped in. Why? They're in panic mode because they see that it's creating a big, big panic. Now, on Friday, uh, they had a whole list of small regional banks where their stocks went down anywhere from 20, 30, 40%, creating panic across the whole banking industry. So the federal, uh, the, the, the Fed stepped in, and like I said, just basically working on bailing out the bank, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, but it may not be enough. And the crazy thing is this, the federal, uh, I'm sorry, the FDIC guarantees up to $250,000 for, per account. The problem is a lot of these big banks, you have businesses that have $10 million. So 250,000 insurance is not going to help. Now, the bottom line problem is this. The FDIC has, I think about three or $400 billion um, available to bail out banks. But the problem is there are trillions of dollars of banks, uh, in, vet, in other words, deposits in banks that they're um, you know, insuring. So basically it's not enough. And what happens is we're just going to basically possibly enter into a problem, <clears throat> excuse me, where the federal government is just going to print up more funny money. Um, it's the most bankrupt institution on planet earth, uh, over 31 trillion. Uh, if you want the documentation, you can go to the U S debt clock. And then on the bottom right, you have unfunded government liabilities, et cetera, et cetera. So basically, number one, your money is really not in the bank. It's loaned out. And the organization that says they're going to fix the problem is the most bankrupt and corrupt institution on planet Earth. It's a Ponzi scheme. And all they can do is print up more monopoly money. So as a thought, and I'm not a financial advisor, uh, the paper currency you have is basically going to become worthless. Um, it may be a good idea to put an investment in something else, whether gold, silver, real estate, or whatever. Don't go crazy and don't tell anybody you even did it. And don't put it in a safe deposit box at a bank because they'll lock the doors on the bank. So that would just be a thought, John. But um, this is heading to a global financial crisis. Um, I think we went over last week how India, 1.3 billion people, um, and John showed the video, um, are going with QR codes. Well, that's interesting. Um, one click of the mouse and uh, you're out of the system. You will not be able to buy or sell. 
So that's what we're heading for. And it was just last week that we documented India. And now one week later, the United States is having a, a financial crisis. So it's interesting, John, uh, to follow. Yeah, thank you, Dave. A couple things I want to add to this. Actually, there's a lot I want to add. And I have a 13-minute video. I watched, uh, I didn't watch all of it, but the a good part of it, and it was excellent. It's called Second Biggest Bank Failure in U.S. History on Verge of a Much Bigger Collapse than 2008. Now, um, what I wanted to add to this, Dave, We've been watching this here in the United States uh, for quite a while, folks, and this is all uh, planned. I mean, the way the uh, Biden administration, what they've been doing with inflation, the, what they've been doing with the money, uh, the way they've used the money, the regulations they've been putting in. And from what I understand, uh, Dave, that this was a woke bank. Um, it, and it was a little pet type woke bank. Well, it's not little. Dave, there's like a hundred and eighty billion dollars in it, I think, in this bank. Did you pick that up? Uh, it's actually a little over two hundred billion, but uh, it's right in that neighborhood. I think it's the. I heard yeah, one guy say they, it's the seventh largest bank and, in the United States. Yeah, it, and it. it um, yeah, it's a very it's a very large bank. Very large bank. And it, it handles like 50% of the tech startup um, finances in the country. So it's a very important bank. It's not like, uh, you know, some regional little bank out in the hill somewhere. Well, uh, from what I understand, uh, folks, that this bank was uh, woke and it was investing in completely worthless uh, what do they call it? Green type investments with no hope of return on it. And it was doing it at the behest of like the government. And now Dave gave you the lead in to what happened to it, but there's nothing in this bank. It's, it's a, like a shell. Dave, uh, from what I was reading on this, um, $151 billion stands to be wiped out from this bank and $151 billion. They were talking about entire uh, levels or I forget the word they use of people could be completely wiped out. So all these people that have been making money, you know, real easy type money, living high on the hog can be gone. It can be gone. Folks it can be gone. Uh, we don't know fully what's going to happen now in the, in the upcoming week. It is on the verge of being extremely dangerous, not only for the United States, but for the world. Um, and you could have literally, literally, people, multi-millionaires wiped out, gone. Or if it's not gone right away, as this thing, um, the domino effects hits, it could be completely gone. Dave, it, that is, I mean, there's all sorts of people here. And to me, these are the the rich, hard left, woke people. Uh, they could be in poverty overnight, Dave, based on what we're seeing here now. Any comments on that? Yeah, well, they interviewed quite a few people on the Internet 
Um, a lot of them are involved in tech startups or other typical, uh, other type of companies. And they basically had their entire business banking account in this particular bank. Now, you mentioned, you know, like the hundred right. and, you know, something billion. The Federal Reserve is just putting in supposedly, supposedly 25 billion. Well, that's not going to help if there's like 150 billion right. in deposits. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's going to create a problem. Yeah. But uh, like I said, the Federal Reserve, it's, yeah. it's already spread into a couple other banks. And they didn't mention bailing out that other bank, the one that's involved in crypto. They didn't even mention that, that they were going to bail it. That one was just seized by the FDIC and they shut it down. But then there was a run at another bank. And um, the problem is when interest rates were very, very low, a lot of the regional banks invested a lot of their money in um, you know, low interest returns and uh i saw like a um like a breakdown on a lot of these regional banks and unfortunately their business model is similar to silicon valley bank the same problem you know so people realize that and uh yeah john like i said we know it's coming is this going to be the black swan event that's going to kick off a global financial crisis we don't know okay but uh it's definitely rattling financial markets but the Federal Reserve specifically did this, um, how can we say, tonight, right before Dow Jones futures opened up, okay? So the Dow Jones futures, I don't think, are going down. Why? Because the Federal Reserve, like an hour before, mentioned, gee, we're going to bail out this bank. And they also did it before uh, China, the Hong Kong, uh, you know, uh, uh, index opened also. So they're trying to prevent the panic, but, you know, it's... It's the only thing they can do is print up funny money, John. It's like monopoly money. If if you have the game right. of monopoly at home, right. okay, right. Um, the paper currency you have is going to be just about worth as much as the monopoly money you have at home. It's going to be worthless. Yes. So uh, um, Dave and myself have not really talked about this much because it's it's under it's basically under control now. God can trip it. Anytime he wants, and put you know, have a tripwire on this. Anytime he wants, but this is um, uh, it's it had to happen by what the Federal Reserve and the spending of the federal government was. Something like this had to happen with the inflation. The inflation is another big problem in this. So this is a man-made, created problem. And the New World Order is in charge here, or the World Economic Forum, and the people here, whoever is handling Biden, they're all LinkedIn folks, and they, one of the things they want to do is pull down the American economy, they want to pull down the United States, they want to destroy the world economy, and they want to implement a digital economic system. So this here happening right now could very well be their kickoff on this would be the, maybe the economic equivalent of COVID-19. Dave, what do you think about that? Yeah, exactly, John. It's going to create the same uh, after effects. But uh, we know the people that control planet Earth do want to do, like you said, this digital uh, monetary system. And it's not just a monetary system. It's going to be a surveillance system and if you don't participate, yes, it'll be an economic non-entity. Yes. Yeah. The 666 surveillance system, uh, that brochure that I wrote. Okay, I do have some other articles I want to touch upon. 
But um, this could be the big one economically, folks. Um, don't know for sure. And let's put it this way. It certainly has the potential. And we'll see how things uh, shake out this week. But Dave, this is like a heart attack. Like Lehman Brothers was like, was, was like a heart attack back in 2008, a financial heart attack. Of course, you remember that, Dave. Absolutely, sure. Yeah. Okay. So with a heart attack, um, you know, people can have a severe heart attack, um, appear to come out of it, and then uh, a week or two later, three weeks later, have another heart attack, and like it could be fatal. Well, that's the way something like this is. This is a heart attack right in the world economic system, and right now they're going into the emergency room, and uh, they're going to try whatever remedies they have to keep the patient alive, and it may work. It may work this week, next week, but it set things in motion, folks. It has set things financially in motion, and uh, it could be fatal. Heading this week into the week, it could be fatal, or it could go for a little bit longer, but somewhere down the line and not too far down the line, this whole thing is going to unravel, and it's really, uh, Dave, I don't at all claim to be an economist, and I know you don't. I know you spend time following the economy, so you have uh, a good insight to what's going on. But um, what they did, what the government did with all the debt and triggering inflation, and then they were... Their rule, their regulations were like closing down the oil industry and the energy industry, spiking inflation, uh, trying to literally what they were doing, destroy the middle class. This is all planned. It's all planned. And, um, this may be the timing, Dave. I mean, cause the Federal Reserve, I mean, or not the Federal Reserve, but federal agents, um, and uh, from the banking industry, they just showed up and closed it down on Thursday day. Right. There was no no warning. So the timing of it, I mean, they could have closed it down maybe a month before or not do it at all or six months from now. But all of a sudden, so what was the reason, Dave? I haven't seen the reason while uh, the, um, the banking um, the banking police, the federal banking police, I didn't see the reason why they closed it down on Thursday. Well, John, it could be they wanted to create a banking uh, crisis and panic, which it happened, exactly. okay? Exactly. And then, and then when Janet Yellen comes out and says, we're not going to rescue Silicon right. Valley Bank, exactly. that's exactly what she said, it creates more panic. And then, yes. you know, right. uh, a little bit later, they changed the tune um, gee, we're going to rescue it, but maybe the rescue is not big enough yet. And like I said, John, it's, uh, it looks like, uh, they're trying to create a panic, which they did. Yes. Yes, folks. That's what I'm saying. This is suspicious. I have no idea why they shut it down. And this Janet yelling, yelling, if she was for real, she would making statements like we're on top of this that we will pump the money in there, whatever is needed. There's no need to pat. But what did she say? Well, basically, we're not going to do anything. 
you're on your own. So uh, we put like a $200 billion hole right in the middle of um, of Silicon Valley and all the high tech associated with it. And there would be overnight, there would be people with multimillionaires that would be on the unemployment rolls now. So, Dave, it's hard to tell whether this is staged by them or they're incompetent. Uh, I tend to believe that it's staged, but it looks like it's incompetence, but it's staged. What do you think? Well, John, we know that they plan to, um, you know, have um, uh, a digital currency, okay? And in order to get rid of a digital, you know, in order to institute a digital currency, you have to get rid of paper currency, um, you know, and like, uh, you know, India, the global, the World Economic Forum was involved in test marketing QR codes all across India. And if you can do it in a third world country, it's very easy to do in a high tech area like Europe or the United States. So, you know, these guys are not stupid. Um, it's just, you know, one step more toward a global economic collapse and a global monetary system. And, uh, you know, it, does it sound familiar, John, Revelation chapter 13? Does it, that sound familiar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We knew this was coming, Dave. You know, we knew it was coming, but they, they've got the cards. So no matter what the economy looked like, you couldn't really, uh, I'm going to say, make any predictions. Uh, I'll just say that or, or um, you know, educated guess. But here, you know, it came out of no place, but it's in the middle of all of this stuff being exposed in Washington now about January 6th, it's all being exposed. All sorts, they've, I've got headlines about the feds, uh, the, um, uh, the House of Representatives, the Republicans have documentation of, uh, China pouring money into Biden and his, uh, crime family. They've got documentation of it that he's, the Chinese own them. It just came out today. It just came out. Uh, so apparently this is the time. And Biden has said he signed legislation. And the actually the banks, the Federal Reserve right now is working to digitize uh, our money, which will put it all in the hands. All the money will be in the hands of the federal government. And the banks really... I don't even know if they'd be needed, Dave. It, when this thing is fully operational, the, the government is going to be the bank. So, with this, I want to show this uh, uh, this video. Let me get it set up here and ready to go. For the next Lehman Brothers moment is over. On Friday, we witnessed the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. The stunning collapse of Silicon Valley Bank is shaking the financial world to the core. At the end of last year, the bank had $175 billion in deposits and approximately $151 billion of those deposits were uninsured. In other words, a lot of wealthy individuals and large companies are in danger of being wiped out in particular, this is being described as an extinction-level event for tech startups because thousands of them did their banking 
with SVB. I cannot even begin to describe how cataclysmic this is going to be for the tech industry as a whole. There is so much to cover, so let me try to take this one step at a time. Rumors of trouble at SVB had sparked a massive bank run in recent days, and regulators moved quickly on Friday to permanently shut the bank down and took control of its deposits. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation announced Friday in what is the largest U.S. bank fa- Yeah, I want to stop right there. Um, here's the thing. It said rumors started. Rumors started. And then there was a run on the bank and the feds went in and closed it down. Uh, so that that's the key to this. I don't know. This doesn't say what the rumors are. At least I don't remember it. Uh, but rumors, so this could be, you know, a, a stage. This could be a, uh, like a false flag type thing. And, uh, all of a sudden there's a run on the bank. I don't, there it is, you know, and this is a very vulnerable bank. This is an area that the new world order wants to take down for whatever reason. So there we are. Since we the go. global financial crisis more than a decade ago. The collapse of SVB, a key player in the tech and venture capital community, leaves companies and wealthy individuals largely unsure of what will happen to their money. We haven't seen anything like this in a very long time. In fact, it is being reported that this is the second biggest bank failure in all of U.S. history. The closure marks the biggest bank failure since the 2008 financial crisis and the second largest in U.S. history after Washington Mutual collapsed during that industry-wide meltdown, according to FDIC data. As at the end of December, Santa Clara, California-based bank, the 16th largest bank in the country, had $209 billion in assets, with more than $175 billion in deposits. As with other FDIC member banks, SVB deposits are insured up to $250,000 per depositor. Worries over a run at SVB led Wall Street investors to dump other bank stocks as well. Shares of some prominent West Coast lenders took sharp nosedives on Friday including First Republic Bank, PacWest Bank Corps, and Western Alliance Bank Corporation. The good news is that anyone that had less than $250,000 in the bank will be covered by FDIC insurance. The FDIC standard insurance covers up to $250,000 per depositor per bank for each account ownership category. The FDIC said uninsured depositors will get receivership certificates for their balances. The regulator said it will pay uninsured depositors an advanced dividend within the next week, with potential additional dividend payments as the regulator sells SVB's assets. Whether depositors with more than $250,000 ultimately get all their money back will be determined by the amount of money the regulator gets as it sells Silicon Valley assets or if another bank takes ownership of the remaining assets. There were concerns in the tech community 
that until that process unfolds, some companies may have issues making payroll. Unfortunately, as we noted before, while the FDIC noted that SVP had $175 billion in deposits as of December 31st, note that some $151.5 billion of these are uninsured, which means they get exactly zero, although a sizable number of them likely pulled their deposits in the past few days. As SVB assets are liquidated, hopefully those that had uninsured deposits at SVB will eventually see some of their money. But for now, many of them are facing a complete and total nightmare. For example, one tech CEO named Ashley Turner is freaking out because she had at least $10 million deposited with SVB and has been frantically calling her banker. She said it has been the worst 18 hours of my life. Can you imagine how she must be feeling at this moment? Sadly, she is far from alone. The CEO of Y Combinator, Gary Tan, says that what we are looking at is an extinction-level event for tech startups. There are thousands of U.S. startups that banked at SVB, often as their sole bank. $250,000 per account is not going to last long. The number one pressing issue for these startups is payroll. You can't have people work if you can't pay them. This means mass furlough. It might mean thousands of startups die before the FDIC gets through its receivership process and releases the funds. From what I hear, there are venture debt options coming from providers like Brex, but we're going to need a lot of options in order to avoid a mass shutdown of all American startups in the next few weeks. This is an extinction-level event for startups and will set startups and innovation back by 10 years or more. Another example of a firm directly impacted and its staff and clients comes from Parker Conrad, CEO of HRIT finance firm Rippling, facing payroll problems. So it's not just rich venture capitalist folks who could be suffering. It's real-world businesses and their clients and employees who are feeling the direct pinch of SVB's failure today. I wish that I could tell you that he is wrong, but I cannot. When news of what was being done to SVB hit Wall Street, bank stocks started falling precipitously. Is this the beginning of a horrifying new crisis for the financial industry? Well, Michael Burry is suggesting that the collapse of SVB could be our Enron. Michael Burry, the eccentric investor featured in the 2015 film The Big Short, warned it is possible today we found our Enron. Billionaire investor Bill Ackman says the U.S. government should consider a highly dilutive bailout of Silicon Valley Bank amid jitters about its financial position. The bank's failure could destroy an important long-term driver of the economy as VC-backed companies rely on SVB for loans and holding their operating cash, Ackman said in a series of tweets on Thursday. If private capital can't provide a solution, a highly dilutive government-preferred bailout should be considered, he said. 
At this point, I doubt that Congress will be willing to do anything. But if that doesn't happen, Ackman is warning us that there soon could be bank runs at other major banks. He added, the risk of failure and deposit losses here is that the next least well-capitalized bank faces a run and fails and the dominoes continue to fall. That is why government intervention should be considered. The event spurred concerns among tech VCs and founders about Silicon Valley Bank's financial stability. Some notable VC firms advised their portfolio companies to withdraw their funds, which in turn increased the risk of a bank run. In the worst-case scenario, this could leave the bank with too little cash for its operations. SVB Financial Group shares extended losses on after-hours trade, falling 22% to $82.50 apiece. The stock is down 54% so far this year. Once the dominoes start falling, it will be difficult to stop the process. In fact, the situation is already so dire that Peter Schiff is proclaiming that we are on the verge of a much bigger collapse than 2008. Banks own long-term paper at extremely low interest rates. They can't compete with short-term treasuries. Mass withdrawals from depositors seeking higher yields will result in a wave of bank failures. Of course, a lot of the experts in the mainstream media never saw this coming. CNBC analyst Jim Cramer is once again being pilloried on social media after a clip resurfaced showing the Mad Money host recommending viewers buy shares of Silicon Valley Bank's parent company, which owns the tech-driven commercial lender that swiftly collapsed on Friday. The ninth best performer to date has been SVB Financial, the bank's parent company. Don't yawn, Kramer told viewers during a February 8th episode of Mad Money. Kramer listed SVB Financial among his biggest winners of 2023 so far, alongside blue-chip stocks such as Meta, Tesla, Warner Brothers, Discovery, and Norwegian Cruise Line. Unfortunately, SVB's situation is not unique. Thanks to rapidly rising interest rates, many other banks are also sitting on mountains of treasury bills that have lost a lot of value. Banks are big investors in assets like treasury bills because they need lots of safe places to park their cash. Many financial institutions piled into these investments during a period of historically low interest rates that spanned the early years of the pandemic as banks took in tons of new deposits and lending was somewhat restrained. But now the Fed is hiking rates at a rapid clip, with Fed Chair Jay Powell warning earlier this week the central bank may have to speed up the pace of its rate increases to cool the economy further. The problem that creates for banks is simple. Higher rates lower the value of their existing bonds. The deposit outflow forced SVB to sell assets and take a $1.8 billion loss, a move the bank made, quote, because we expect continued high interest rates, pressured public and private markets, and elevated cash burn levels from our clients as they invest in their businesses, unquote. So, 
Will Powell let America's small regional banks risk failure as a result of his rate hikes? An outcome the likes of J.P. Morgan would find quite beneficial, as it would make them even bigger. Or will the Fed chair step in the way he did in 2019, even if it means gambling with runaway inflation? The right answer to that question could make some traders extremely rich. As I have been telling my viewers, our system simply cannot handle higher rates at this point. But the experts at the Fed assured all of us that they knew exactly what they were doing. Now, they have caused one of the biggest bank failures in U.S. history, and much worse is on the way if they do not reverse course. But I don't expect the experts at the Fed to listen to any of us. They are just going to keep doing what they're doing. We are all going to have to live with the consequences. Thank you for watching. We look forward to reading your comments under this video. And please subscribe to our channel. All right, Dave, I thought that was excellent. And I remember you, Dave, uh, numbers of times you mentioned about how we can't handle uh, the debt with such low interest rates. As soon as the interest rates are raised, uh, I can remember you telling us and that it would be disastrous. So what happens is people have uh, enormous amount of money at low interest rates, and as the uh, interest rates go up, they want to move their money out of the low ones, which would then collapse the banks that are holding it so there we go dave that's that, that that's one of the aspects of high high inflation uh dave what comments do you have about the uh about this video i thought it was i, yeah, personally I, I, it was I saw the same video john i don't know exactly when it was published but uh very very articulate gets right to the heart of the problem and uh like I said, it could be systemic. It could uh, just spread through the whole banking system. And it's not just in the United States. It's all over the world. You have the same problem. You have inflation. Uh, when some countries, uh, in order to battle inflation, their central banks decide to raise interest rates. So it's the same problem all over the world. And uh, like I said, the right, problem is exactly. a lot of these exactly. countries, just yeah, they put, they print up, uh, you know, paper currency, just paper, and they try to solve the problem by just printing more funny money. And like I said, uh, I use the word Biden because uh, the Biden cartel, I'll say, in power, they know exactly what they're doing, Dave. They knew when they started all of this debt, I mean, huge amounts of debt that they were pouring in. They knew it was going to re re uh, rise, raise inflation. It was gonna, the interest rates were gonna to have to go up. It's all planned. They knew it. This is like planned destruction of the American economy. But not only the American economy, it'll unravel the whole world economy, Dave. Exactly, John. Now, the other thing that's on the horizon is the, uh, U.S. government has not raised the debt limit. And there's a debate between the Republicans and the Democrats on what to do. The Republicans want to lower spending, which makes sense, okay? And the uh, Democrats and the Biden administration wants to increase spending, 
increased debt, and um, the clock is ticking. Janet Yellen basically said that uh, obviously they have to do as the head of the Treasury. They have to do something, otherwise you're going to have uh, a big, big problem. And supposedly um, they have till June to do it, but it would be interesting to see if uh, this banking crisis spreads and you have these two major economic problems uh, colliding, uh, you know, May, June, somewhere in there. Um, because in order for them to solve the banking crisis, they're going to have to inject more money into the system, which creates more inflation, which creates more problems. So it's really like unsolvable, John. It's just uh, they created a really, really big economic mess. Absolutely. So, folks, um, there's um, uh, this is a, a, a I would say, Dave, you would call it a monster that's, that has its own life. And if they do one thing, something else will happen. If they do something else, this will happen. Uh, they'll try and like correct this here, but it opens up a big problem over there. Um, so Dave is right. What he said earlier, uh, I suggest that you, we seek the Lord with this and ask him what to do. Cause each of us are in different financial positions, but, um, this is the real deal, folks. And Dave, uh, are you aware of those seven-year cycles that God deals with, like with the economy? Yeah, the it's in the book of Leviticus, I think, correct, where they basically forgive the right. debt. Right, but it's right. it's been charted that you can follow this, and like every fifty years, something you know um, big happens, or maybe fifty to sixty years. Well, I was thinking, um, two thousand eight. And, and that seven year cycle would be 14 years. So that would be 2022. And here we are now, well, early into 2023. And this, it's repeating what happened in 2028. You follow what I'm saying? That seven year cycle. All right. I want to switch gears, folks, here over to, um, uh, Israel, just because I want you to keep, we want to keep on top of this. Um, the, uh, the Chinese brokered uh, a deal with Iran and Saudi Arabia for them to, uh, like, uh, have diplomatic relations. So they're going to open their embassies, I think, within two months. And I didn't pick up, uh, what else they're going to do. Uh, except that was the big thing, opening embassies. Now, Dave, what I found, the reason for this is um, Saudi Arabia has been in a proxy war against Iran in Yemen. And Saudi Arabia wants that war to end. It's putting big strains on the country on its economy and uh, everything else because they've been firing uh, cruise missiles and drones and kind of con- continually attacking Saudi Arabia. But the one behind it... Yeah, Dave, is that you? Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Dave? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, the one... Yeah. Okay, it sounded like an emergency broadcast... Uh, the one that is behind this is Iran. Uh, 
So there's going to be some sort of a deal worked out, um, which we might not see up, uh, up front, but on, uh, under the radar, the deal would be that Iran will stop all the attacks and all on Saudi Arabia, and then Saudi Arabia would not assist Israel in an attack against Iran. What do you think of that deal, Dave? Very interesting, John. Uh, very interesting, and th- that would make uh, Israel um, make it more difficult for them because in order to talk, I'm sorry, in order to attack Iran, it would be much easier if they flew over Saudi Arabia. Um, if they can't, it's going to be much or more difficult. Or landed in Saudi Arabia. You know, they could use right. Saudi Arabia as a uh, refueling and rearming base. Right. So, because Saudi Arabia would want Israel um, to be in on this uh, so that they, uh, if when the war with Iran came, then uh, Saudi Arabia could rely on Israel. But now, looking at this, it's very possible that Israel is out of the picture. Uh, uh, Saudi Arabia and Iran, excuse me, Saudi Arabia and Israel working against Iran are out of the picture. It's but possible, John, but you, you never know. There's a possibility that Israel and Saudi Arabia possibly are working together to kind of um, trick Iran into thinking this is happening. Who knows? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. You don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know, but it's ver- I'm laying out the potential of this. Hasn't Netanyahu say, been saying that basically we'll be at war with Iran real soon? He keeps on saying it. And um, with the right. United Nations right. Atomic Energy Commission documenting that Iran is very, very close to having weapons-grade uranium, right. they have to do something soon. Yes, right. And all of a sudden, with these war drums beating, uh, particularly, well, from Iran also, but from Israel, Iran cuts this deal with Israel, with Saudi Arabia. And Saudi Arabia's goal in this is they want all the pressure from Iran uh, off them they're putting on from Yemen. So very, it's like, it's like they're sort of lining up for the war now, Dave. You know, though, anyways, folks, it was a rather shocking, um, came out of the complete, out of nowhere, this, um, uh, uh, rapprochement here, this, um, sort of making up, becoming friends, Saudi Arabia and Iran. So something is really behind that, Dave. And Dave disappeared. We had that phone signal there problem with him. No, here he's back. Yeah, Dave, I'm looking at the timing of this with uh, Israel talking about war with Iran, and all of a sudden, out of no place, Iran and Saudi Arabia are making nice with each other, and they're like kind of mortal enemies, the Shiites and Sunnis. So there's got to be something really big behind this for them to do it. And the number one... Whoop, Dave is, uh, he's having phone troubles, folks. No, he's not. Here he is. Dave, are you there? Hello? Yeah, he's having phone trouble. All right. Uh, so that is the possibility of, um, in other words, there's something huge behind this. For, for them to be kind of mortal enemies, 
for all these, well, I mean, it goes back really hundreds of years, but just politically now. Um, and I, I, I ran once to topple Saudi Arabia, uh, which is the, the top of the, uh, Sunnis. And, uh, Iran is the Shiites and they want to topple Saudi Arabia. They want to defeat Israel. And of course the United States and then take all the Arab world would unite with them. So this is big. This is really big. Something here is huge. Dave, are you there now? Hello, Dave. I think so. Yes. Can you hear me, John? A weird signal was, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. And the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, about what's going on in the Ukraine, I've been hearing stories about, uh, now there is a major battle going on, a huge battle in, uh, eastern Ukraine. And apparently the Russians and the Ukrainians are, um, trying to gain strategic positions to, um, for like in April when the weather is conducive to get back into major battle and i and i've I've been following it and it is a very large battle and and putin is throwing in all sorts of troops and i'm hearing that um, putin is just about to close the door on uh, his military on the ukraine and putin claim victory it's a huge battle that's taking place so I didn't report on anything about it. And then today I'm finding out that the casualties with the Russians are enormous, that they're, they've lost an incredible amount of tanks and armor and they're, they're eating up their military supplies and they're nowhere near winning. But worse than that, some of their key military units have been just completely chewed up by the Ukrainians. So all the propaganda about Russia winning this particular strategic battle is not true. Um, As long as we are backing the Ukraine, I don't think Russia can uh, beat the Ukraine. And we'll see what this potential banking crisis does with the economy and all, but the latest position is uh, Russia has lost enormous amount of troops and uh, war material, and they're nowhere near uh, winning in overrunning a strategic part of the Ukraine. I guess that's uh, got us up to date, Dave, on uh, most of the important stuff. Oh, Japan just fired a, uh, not Japan, North Korea submarine off the coast of Japan or uh, fired a missile today, apparently over Japan, which is you know, real threatening stuff. So, I mean, all over the world, there's this constant um, threats of wars and preparing for war. But Dave, on the other side of this, uh, I spoke yesterday at uh, a messianic congregation here um, north of, well, it doesn't matter, it's just in my area, I went there, and I brought a bunch of the um, last trumpets, and it was a big hit. It was a big hit, Dave. Oh, good, excellent. So, I, yeah, 
I wanted to, uh, yeah, they, they, people had it all open. They were looking at it and they were looking at articles and I told them about the history of it and all. So I left a pile of them there at the, uh, congregation, but they, they oh, really liked it, Dave. Excellent. Well, we have so another 20,000, John, that we just printed. I figured that that would cheer you up. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And, uh, the presentation went real well. I, I spoke, um, actually it's Sunday school. I taught at Sunday school. Uh, nope. They corrected me Sabbath school because they meet on sa- Saturday. And then, uh, I preached on, um, part two uh, of that series. I have conclusive proof, only Jesus of Nazareth. So it went over real well. Everything went over real well, including the last trumpet. Awesome. Awesome. So if you would update us, Dave, on, um, yeah, sure, John. What um, happened during the we week? were talking about, yeah, sure. We were talking about the global economic collapse. So, John, I just got you sent me a medium-sized box with a whole bunch of um, six, six, six tracks. Uh, if anybody would be interested, they can email me at Daystar D A Y S T A R Daystar Windows, the numeral one. Don't spell it out. At Optimum O P T I M U M Optimum dot net. We could send you some of the 666 tracks, and then we can send, uh, like, uh, it's the prophecy pack. We have the last trumpet, the last shofar, which focuses on Jewish evangelism. Um, I mentioned the 666 track, the broken hearted track. We have a little Bible study on the typology of Joseph, which is good to show a Jewish person. We have the Ezekiel file, which talks about the rebirth of Israel. And then, uh, we have a little update on the last trumpet, and then, we have a little interview on CD about the last trumpet, and then Jonathan Edwards' sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. So we send it out, no charge. And uh, so if you'd like some, we'd love to send it to you. And uh, things are going again, still very, very busy in Kenya. Um, we're expecting, hopefully, some photos back this week, uh, some testimonies. But uh, it's difficult to keep up with, John. We're working with probably over 50 different pastors in Kenya and every time we send a package, they want another package. <laughs> nobody ever, through all through the years that we've been sending stuff, uh, nobody ever sends me a little email and say, you know, gee, I really didn't like the material. Please don't send it again. They don't ask. They beg for more materials constantly, John. So it's going really well. And if anybody wants to help us with shipping or printing, um, you know, we, we could use the funds. So is Brother Greg there? Brother Greg is here. Hang on. I got to unmute him, and he is unmuted. Yeah, Brother Greg, hello. He may have muted himself. Yeah, Brother Greg, hello. Well, Dave, I, I did. I did have I myself muted. He, <laughs> oh, there you go. All right, go. guys. I've done that many times <laughs> myself. <laughs> All right, good, guys. God bless. Okay. All right. All right, Brother Greg, good to have you here. And um, I guess you heard everything the first hour, how serious this is. Yes. It goes right along with everything yeah, we, else. They're we, just trying to uh, uh, knock our economy down into the gutter. Right. Right. Also, I want to let you know I have a large glass of water with ice with me. Uh, I went to... Um, Today's my uh, granddaughter's birthday, so we took her to a couple places, and she wanted to go to a Mexican restaurant, which I seldom eat at, 
And anyways, it tasted real good. And, and my wife, they, she was eating uh, beef and it was too much. So she said, do you want it? And I said, yeah. So I took it. Bad mistake. It was spicy and hot. And I am, I can't drink enough. This is hours later. Oh. And I am, <laughs> oh, I've got cotton mouth and I'm parched and everything else. So, so anyways, if you see me drinking water, that's why. And we have uh, Dr. John here. Hello, Dr. John. Yeah. Should I make a house call? Yes. Help me with <laughs> No, no heartburn. Yeah. No, it's just my uh, my brother Greg. My t- my lips. Uh, what's that? I said. I said uh, greetings to uh, Chaplain John and Brother Greg. Greetings to you. Oh, okay. It's great, All right. great to hear from you, uh, Doctor John. And good to hear from you. All right, Doctor John. Listen, we had some. Uh, you know, you you were here following any following what was going on. Any comments that you want to make about the uh, banking crisis? Have you picked up anything that you think is real important that uh, we didn't cover? Well, it's just the confluence of events. You know, the banking crisis uh, seems like the globalists are just trying to push us into a corner. Um, they like to herd us into fifteen minute cities. Um, I'd like to uh, just look at the really big picture, banking crisis, uh, medical crisis, uh, uh, you know, earth, uh, so-called earth warming, climate change, uh, wars. I tried to get America and Russia into a war because we're the two main um, forces, you know, stopping a world government. <clears throat> and it's, uh, it's just a fascinating time to be alive. So I, I'd like to just, I have some notes here from a, I spoke at a church about two weeks ago, uh, but I don't have to stick to the notes. If you have any, if you want to jump in any time or, or you have any comments, um, like to just say why they're doing this and how they're doing this and, you know, what, what can we do? So I've got some ideas, but, um, uh, I guess, okay. uh, do you want me to start well, or as you give the ideas, if I, if I, if I see something, you know, really important, uh, I'll, I'll jump in and we can explore it, all right? Yeah, sure. I mean, this is such a great country, America, and I was thinking about this, uh, you know, the song, America is Beautiful, and our spacious skies are turning into chemtrails and polluted skies and amber waves of grain. We have burning tank cars and uh, burning uh, food processing plants. Uh, and from, uh, you know, God shed his grace on thee, uh, God has turned his back on thee, it seems, for because of, uh, you know, uh, the sin and lack of repentance. Uh, anyway, there's, uh, uh, we, we're, we want to deliver those who are drawn towards death and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. Uh, I, uh, I'm just, uh, shocked that, you know, some of the religious figures, uh, I guess Franklin Graham and some others, uh, they, uh, they encourage the, uh, the vaccine. Uh, and even now, you know, when, when there's so much data out there, <clears throat> um, let's see. Well, you, you know, uh, th- did we mention before that th- these lung changes were seen in teens that vaped? Uh, they used uh, uh, vaping instead of smoking because you don't know what they put in that. And that was the same um, gr- uh, ground glass lung changes that we uh, we see with this COVID. Uh, and and the, sometimes it acts more like a... Uh, <clears throat> uh, 
like a toxin than a virus. Um, Carrie Mollis, uh, he uh, invented the uh, uh, PCR test, got a Nobel Prize for it, and uh, he said that it can't be used to identify a virus. Uh, and it actually was used to uh, to start a panic, you know, like the banking panic. It uh, it had everyone so worked up thinking that there were so many cases, but but it, actually the death rate never increased until they started the vaccines. Uh, and now they talk about you know Ebola and Marburg and and we have uh, the story about the green monkeys in in Pennsylvania. Did we talk about those last time? I don't know. You remember that the truck crash? Is that when the is that when the the monkeys got out from a accident yeah, and yeah. they were I think connected with us and they bit Marburg some woman. Yeah, yeah. The and a, and a good Samaritan lady stopped and the lady tried to pull the monkey out of a tree. The monkey bit the lady. The lady was taken to the ER. They made a big deal about it, but nothing happened. And you know they uh, they say, oh yeah, we have a. Um, Ebola vaccine, but only for those that are fully vaccinated and boosted. <clears throat> so this is all part of the uh, Hegelian dialectic. You know, they want to get us closer and closer. So they uh, uh, they create a crisis to to move them going. OK, uh, let's see. Just j- just jump in any time. Uh, I, um, I guess we, we talked well, about economics. Uh, so, you know, oh, go, go ahead. What are you going to say? Um, well, one thing I wanted to bring out to you or bring mm-hmm. talk to you about to bring out was uh, I've got an article here. Let me get to to it. Um, doctors warn about explosion of turbo cancers across the planet. It's alarming how rapidly the disease progresses from diagnos- yeah. diagnosis to death, often within days or even hours. Now, uh, a, a friend of mine that, that I developed here um, in Texas, um, he was healthy. And, of course, I guess this could happen to, uh, without the, uh, the shot. But he was diagnosed in um, December, and he died the end of February. And it was like straight downhill. From the diagnosis to the death was poof, and he was gone. Uh, yeah, our immune systems are, are impaired. The shots. And that, uh, that tell, yeah, the shots yeah. impair immune system. There's a piece uh, of uh, the HIV virus in, in the shot. It's uh, a glycoprotein 120, it's called. And if, it, if you don't have the immunity, you can, uh, you know, fall victim to, a, to an infection or uh, cancers grow more rapidly. Also, there's uh, DNA damage. Uh, and another thing uh, to think about, it's, it's the g- genetic uh, problem. If, uh, you know, they, they use portions of, uh, of aborted babies in these, in these shots. And, uh, you know, a lot of these, uh, back in the day, I think, and they use these cell lines, and many of them may have been abortions, uh, maybe even from a, uh, from a state hospital, a, a mental hospital. Where um, where a young woman was uh, was raped, maybe she was schizophrenic. But if they take the cells from that embryo and put it in the vaccine, you know, then we've got schizophrenic uh, genetics in our body. 
Uh, and also, it's just just so horrible. I, we went had a presentation. Actually, I talked about the COVID shot a few weeks ago at a church, and this uh, this uh, lady who uh, who's just so dedicated to uh, all the vaccines, and she uh, uh, she gave a great presentation, and she talked about how these these uh, you know babies survive the uh, the uh, uh, induced abortion, and uh, they they're born alive. Uh, and they're dissected without anesthesia uh, in order to get to, to the cells, usually like a kidney cell that they want to dissect and they want to put that in the tissue culture uh, to make these vaccines. So it's a horrible, horrible thing. And uh, that's that's an other, uh, that's basically messing with their genetics. And the last time that happened, uh, it was with the Nephilim. And you know what, uh, you know, the Lord wasn't pleased with that. And we had the flood. So um, uh, let's see. I, this is spiritual yeah, war. What, yeah, I'm, what I'm seeing here, uh, Dr. John, Dr. John, it yeah. seems to be leukemia in the young. Uh, um, the article which was talking about this um, uh, turbo cancers, they're, they're yeah. finding kids now, teenage kids. Um, the article here is talking about 11-year-old, 13-year-old, uh, a 21-year-old, but mm-hmm. they were diagnosed and the next day they were dead from leukemia, which is like really, they're saying in the article, really, really rare. I mean, yeah, I'm seeing they, a lot of, I'm seeing a lot of, there's fine. a lot more cancer. Uh, I'm no longer in the hospital. I have the office practice, but my patients go in and uh, they're, they've, a lot of them are losing ground rapidly. Um, now, a lot of problem, uh, uh, another problem is, is we're just, we're just, Covered with uh, with all sorts of uh, uh, radiation, uh, radio frequency uh, radiation. Nothing natural, which we can get from the sunspot, but uh, the effects of uh, radiation uh, from uh, produced by man. Uh, the, you know, all the mobile phones uh, and uh, 5G. They actually have uh, 6G, and uh, that's one thing I wanted to talk about. The the 6G. They're trying to um, you know control every. Tra- uh, Financial tra- transaction. They're trying to control everything that goes on. They have these. Um, well, let me explain. It started probably 20, 30 years ago when the um, uh, when the generals were were you know having war games. They'd have the you know the tanks and the infantry on the field, but then on the computer they'd have little uh, nodes or little uh, uh, you know characters uh, to to uh, represent each infantryman and each tank. Well, this is now uh, greatly expanded, and now they have nodes that cover an entire city. So every transaction, um, have you noticed all the uh, uh, cameras all over? And, and they can see, well, uh, here oh, yeah. comes, uh, uh, you know, Chaplain John, and uh, he's, uh, he's driving uh, north on the highway, and, and then uh, you you know, my wife and I drove across the uh, the United States about six months ago, and about every few miles there's a, there's a 5G tower. It's it's unbelievable. So anyway, they want to have all of this in real time, uh, and they and they actually have a um, uh, a um, demonstration uh, of uh, of a lady who's riding on a bicycle. Uh, you know, maybe t- uh, 15 miles an hour, uh, and there's a there's a bus. Of course, it's a uh, it's a self-driven bus, uh, and it's uh, they're approaching each other in an intersection. But this is such a wonderful uh, system that they have set up that the bus automatically applies 
the, uh, the brakes. Uh, I guess unless the lady's a conservative Christian, then they probably hit the gas, you know. But but it's a it, it's a video that the um, uh, the proponents of of these uh, communication systems uh, put out. But well, we've got 5G all over. Uh, you can get a, a meter, and uh, you've got you know electrical radiation coming uh, from from the wires in your house that are not properly wired. Um, uh, you've got uh, all the uh, communication towers. Uh, it's it's just that that adds to uh, the um, the natural danger and cancer production. But also uh, there's um, uh, there's different you know vibrations or uh, radio frequencies or sound vibrations uh, that can uh, cause harm uh, or can be a benefit. You know, if you listen to a, a beautiful relaxing song from an orchestra, that is actually uh, helpful. Uh, but but if you uh, uh, if you've got some uh, irritating uh, noise, actually you know the opera singer uh, they can they can ping on a glass and they can get the exact frequency in the glass and they can break the glass. Um, so we're we're immersed in all these all this uh, uh, all these waves, uh, radio waves and sound waves. Uh, I mean the Wi-Fi. If you if you hold the cell phone up to your ear, it's uh, definitely going to increase your risk of cancer. Now there's um. Uh, let's see. I got the electromagnetic spectrum. Um, I've got the, uh, you know, we're supposed to, uh, the, the uh, communications, uh, let's see, what's the group name? They're supposed to, uh, uh observe this and, uh, let, there's uh, a possibility that disease can be induced because proteins, uh, you know, proteins are a series of amino acids and, Depending on uh, on how they fold up, uh, that determines their secondary and tertiary structure, which is their um, uh, uh, physiologic effect. And different uh, radio waves um, can can change the uh, uh, the structure of proteins and, and accelerate aging and cause all sorts of problems. Now, you know, there's probably uh, graphene oxide in some of the chemtrails. Uh, Lately, I've had seen some patients with POTS. Do you know what POTS is? No. Okay. It's, uh, it's, well, people just feel their heart is racing and they're dizzy, and it's paroxysmal uh, orthostatic uh, tachycardia syndrome. Uh, that basically means that well, they just, well, usually when they stand up, they get real dizzy and lightheaded. Well, a lot of people get that if they don't drink enough water. Um, they get dehydrated, but this is accentuated. And, uh, this uh, Dr. Anna uh, the, uh, the house, uh, she was on, uh, I guess, the, uh, um, uh, let's see, the health ranger. And she described uh, her, her findings. Uh, you know, she would use a, um, uh, a dark field microscope to look at the uh, blood samples. See, doctors don't look at blood and urine anymore, but you really can learn a lot. Uh, if you just um, take a drop of blood, put it in a slide, and just... Uh, smeared out. Uh, in medical school, I was a, uh, a lab tech. We used to do that all the time for, for different cell counts and things. But uh, immediately after a, a vaccine, uh, the, the COVID vaccine or the bioweapon, uh, the, uh, the cells are clumped together. They're like a stack of coins. Uh, it's called rouleau formation. And uh, that's, uh, that's, that's a real problem. And the uh, uh, the effect of the vaccine, the spike protein can spread. Uh, the uh, 
uh, chemtrails. Uh, I think this is all uh, contributing to the increased cancer and the general uh, uh, poor health of a lot of people. Um, Dr. John, I want to uh, ask you a question. I do follow the uh, health, uh, health ranger, Mike Adams. Yes. And he was suggesting with um, the radiation that you're talking about, um, and he said that you need to take vitamin C like daily, and the vitamin C could um, neutralize the uh, radiation that we're being expo- exposed to. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, yeah, vitamin C, high dose. You can get a higher dose. Uh, plain vitamin C, ascorbic acid is uh, acidic and hard on your stomach. If you take much more than, you know, 500 milligram tablets, if you take more than three or four of those, you're going to have a uh, acid stomach. But, uh, there's a, uh, there's some compounds, there's some uh, granular vitamin C that you can tolerate a higher dose, perhaps, uh, two or three grams. That would be two or three uh, thousand milligrams instead of, instead of just a thousand. Now yeah, the, he, he um, suggested uh, like, C, um, 500 to a thousand. Yeah, that's a regular vitamin C pill, but there are some uh, formulations you take a higher dose. Now, if you take it intravenously, you can take a real high dose, and that really helps uh, uh, for the flu. It helps for some of the uh, COVID symptoms. Uh, In fact, an infusion center, I know a lot of uh, some of these uh, naturopathic doctors uh, or or osteopathic doctors, they have um, infusion centers, and they're willing to do this. The uh, minimum daily requirement on, on, that the government puts out is not nearly enough, especially in the winter when we don't get enough sunshine. But let me talk about what we can do uh, if you're not feeling well uh, after uh, what they call long COVID or post-immunization, uh, or if you've been exposed to the spike protein, which is shed by um, people that have been vaxxed. And so the basic detox is just... Um, uh, you know, drink lots of water so you'll wash it out through your kidneys. That's a renal detox. Uh, get in a sauna or a, um, uh, uh, steam room or, a, uh, just work up a good sweat with exercise. So you, some of the toxins re- leave your body through your skin. Uh, a GI detox would be lots of fiber. Keep things moving. Yeah. Oh yeah. For the, and, um, uh, also if you don't have a sauna, you could just take a warm bath, put some Epsom salts in there. That's good. And a liver detox would be ingestion of onions and garlic. Yeah, you may lose a few friends, but you'll, uh, you know, it helps clear your liver. It almost acts like, a, like chelation, like it grabs the toxin, pulls it out. Uh, I, for post COVID, I've given people a short course of uh, hydroxychloroquine, uh, or ivermectin. Uh, now if you don't have hydroxychloroquine, you want to get some uh, real good, uh, tonic water, uh, like Schweppes or Canada Dry, uh, and uh, take some uh, uh, grapefruit peels and boil them up. Uh, and this makes a, a, a tonic, which is similar. Uh, you know, the tonic water that was real quinine, well, they use quinine to make chloroquine and chloroquine to make hydroxychloroquine. Uh, ivermectin uh, is a very safe. Uh, I know people have taken five times the recommended dose and they were fine. You can't say that about most medications. Um, and a man who developed it uh, for onchocerciasis, which is river blindness, uh, worms in the poor people in Africa the, in their eyeballs, and uh, this would clear it up. And he got a Nobel Prize for that. 
Now, uh, generally, uh, if you've got one of these uh, problems from long COVID post-immunization or exposure to spike protein, uh, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables, avoid processed food. Um, uh, that problem is the heavy metals, uh, you know, the graphene oxide. I don't know exactly how to get that out. Um, I mean, people talk about kelp, uh, diatomaceous earth. I can't, I can't, um, you need to talk to your own doctor. I can't, uh, uh, tell you, you know, the risk benefit ratio of some of these things, uh, chlorella, spirulina, colloidal silver, uh, green juices, lemon water, uh, and something called zeolite. Uh, now, uh, intermittent short-term fasting might be good because that increases your, uh, your human growth hormone, which comes from your brain. Uh, the, um, you know, our ancestors who weren't, uh, as advanced that were, uh, hunter-gatherers in some rural areas, they, uh, they didn't, you know, uh, kill uh, a deer or an elk. Uh, uh, after a few days, they got pretty hungry, and that caused the brain to release human growth hormone. And uh, I know they were a lot stronger than we were. Uh, they uh, <clears throat> uh, they somehow got by. We I don't think we would survive. Uh, we had to live on our own out in the out in the, out in the bush country. Um, let's see. Uh, the problem with with the uh, vaccine, of course, you know, the hypercoagulable state, all the, all the clots, uh, you know, we usually use warfarin uh, and you need to get blood tests. And it's actually it's actually rat poison. It's just controlled. Uh, now they have uh, a Pixaban, which is Eliquis, uh, or uh, uh, they, there's a couple of the others, uh, Zeralto, uh, and they, they don't require uh, blood tests. But I've had patients that just refuse to take those, and they, they some of them for a minor uh, clotting problem. Actually, in the lower leg, it, it usually doesn't spread to the lungs. It's just the upper leg. And from the arms, it doesn't, uh, clots don't spread to the lungs. But they've uh, used, um, natokinase. And, uh, some, uh, uh, naturopathic practitioners recommend that, uh, to try to prevent those, those large clots that the, uh, that the, uh, people, uh, that do the auto- uh, autopsies are finding and the, uh, embalmers are finding. <laughs> Let's see, uh, black cumin is supposed to be good, dandelion extract, um, green extract, iris demist, uh, uh, and selenium. Uh, now this is something called, uh, uh, TWC Health. Uh, it's called, TWC stands for the wellness company. It's some doctors that are, are trying to, uh, to help where most people say, well, there's nothing we can do for you. You've got these things and it's all in your head. You're, you're really not having a side effect from the shot. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people being gaslit if they feel bad. Uh, let's see. The nanokinase, um, is, is very, uh, safe and effective. Uh, here's, uh, what's, let's see. It was a George Carlin said there, uh, back in the fifties or sixties, he said there were like four words you couldn't say on television. Well, the forbidden five in medicine now is nidus oxide, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and bendazole and chlorine dioxide. So there are um, people that uh, claim these are very, very helpful. Actually, I can speak for some of them, and I've been reading about the others. Uh, let's see. Other treatments, EDTA, uh, which is chelation. So that's a, uh, that's a possibility because that's been proven to take out lead, uh, from lead poisoning. And the question is, can it get the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the carbon 
uh, out. Gonna, gonna take that out. You know, uh, let's see. Uh, there's something called Gresca Carbon 60. So, um, so, um, yeah, Dr. John, Dr. John, yeah. there are, there are, um, if we, I guess we have to dig for it, but there are remedies now for these toxins and everything we're coming up against. Uh, we have yeah, to. Dr. Uh, Dr. Yeah, Dr. Lee Merritt re- really pushes uh, the chlorine dioxide on her website. She's got a um, procedure for making it, and, and she, you know, has a disclaimer it's for educational use only, not to be considered medical treatment because you know she doesn't practice and, and use it. But I've uh, I've seen different uh, uh, different I've read different reports about it being very uh, uh, very effective, and it's uh, it's something that's almost ubiquitous of so anyone can make it in their in their kitchen but uh it's used uh, uh chlorite is used commercially in city city water supplies to uh to um uh, purify the water there's a chlorine like substance but um uh, uh, I, this is uh, yeah go ahead okay go ahead are are you familiar with Doctor Bowden Bowden B O W D E N? No, no, no. Um, this week she just initiated a lawsuit against FDA over ivermectin. Oh, that would be great because you know they yeah, just I think she's that, the doctor. Uh, horse pay. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, she, there was a. I think she was the doctor here from. Uh, uh, they called it the Methodist Hospital in Houston because she is from, she has to be the one. It says mm-hmm. Texas Dr. Mary Tally Bowden. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, the American, uh, oh, she was interviewed by the, uh, the American Journal about her lawsuit with FDA. Bowden was smeared by a Houston hospital last year and suspended from Twitter for speaking out against COVID vaccines being given to children is now suing the FDA by claiming they illegally interfered with her ability to freely practice medicine. And it was over ivermectin. She was providing ivermectin to her patients. And then she ended up being fired from the hospital. And a lot of they, I I don't know. I think they went after her license too, but I don't think they took the license. So now um, they're, going to go after the FDA over ivermectin. They should. They should. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful oh, day. Um, and this is, again, okay. uh, this is spiritual war. You know, there's, there's good and bad. It's, uh, I, it's a, a kind of interesting uh, story here. Um, you know, some medical symbols, the, you, you see the caduceus and the snake around the staff, and... Uh, you know, uh, some some doctors have two snakes around a staff with wings on top. Uh, have you seen that? You know, the caduceus. No. Yeah. No. Oh well, well it's, no. it's like a symbol of medicine. It's like on you know the first aid. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I've driving. seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. Right. yeah. No, no, I've well, seen there's, that, there's, but I've never there's... seen it. Uh... Okay. Yeah, the the ambulance uh, drivers have it. The of different medical professions, the pharmacists. In 1902, the uh, the army adopted the caduceus, which is uh, a staff with two wings and, and two snakes. And uh, my medical school only had one snake, so I kind of felt bad about that. But that's um, uh, the staff of uh, a well, Where does that come from, and, Dr. John? 
Okay, the staff of uh, Asclepius, he was a, uh, a, a Greek doctor the time of, uh, I guess, Hippocrates, uh, uh, Hippocrates, and he attended uh, soldiers that were wounded in the Battle of Troy. That was a long time ago, Trojan War. And it also represents, uh, when Moses raised his staff, it represents the healing provided by, the cross, uh, by Christ on the cross. So that's a staff with one snake around it. And it kind of gets back to the uh, Garden of Eden where, uh, you know, we first uh, got introduced to, to the devil, uh, you know, as, as a serpent. And, and then we've got, um, the, the two snakes. So that's the caduceus. Uh, it's a, a staff with, with two wings and, and two snakes. And it looks so much, uh, you know, it looks like it's, it's, uh, uh more impressive than a single snake. And it was the staff, uh, of, of Hermes. He was a messenger god. The wings were for swiftness, but the room is called the Mercury and the wings represented commerce and pharmacia, which to me, starting to sound like Pfizer. And King James Bible translates pharmacia as witchcraft because the witches and the sorcerers used uh, drugs 400 years ago. And, uh, and uh, Mercury, who is the, uh, um, the Roman god that uh, was represented by this, uh, was the protector of merchants, gamblers, liars, and thieves. So it's even more like uh, Pfizer. And, uh, uh, and, uh, <laughs> it sounds like the pharmaceutical <laughs> industry. <laughs> I know, I know. And they uh, they took mercury and they mixed it with snake venom and injected it in your head if you were bit by a snake. <laughs> so it was kind of rough. Oh, um, speaking of head, uh, earlier you were talking about lightheadedness. You talking about and uh, yeah, the pot, what, do you the remember that? Syndrome, you, yeah. I meant to. Now what is well, what that? Is, pardon? Oh, okay. Um, no, what is would, that? Uh, well, a lot of people come in uh, into my office and they say they're feeling dizzy and lightheaded, but these folks are uh, are really uh, having trouble just standing up and getting through the activities of daily living. So the uh, the doctors have this. Uh, they always always have a bunch of letters uh, to, and and uh, you know some medical terms to describe what's happening. So it's a uh, 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 um, paroxysmal, which means it comes suddenly. Uh, orthostatic when you stand up. Uh, tachycardic uh, syndrome. Uh, your heart starts to race because when you stand up, uh, if you haven't been drinking enough water, you kind of like your blood pressure drops and then your heart races to try to uh, keep your blood pressure up. But uh, apparently this is uh, uh, this was seen uh, by this uh, one doctor that I ref- uh, referenced and uh, she was using chelation uh, to try uh, to get the, uh, um, you know, some of the toxins out and it was apparently helping these folks and again i'm not an expert on that uh i i know most of the time when people are a little dizzy it's just the inner ear problem it's just a very benign thing and you can take uh some meclizine or um antivert you know seasickness medicine or you can do something uh called the epley exercises which you just uh, uh cut down on the abnormal um uh sensations from your inner ear you see uh uh uh, Chaplain John, we all have rocks on our head. You know, our inner ear, you can't see it, but there's, there's, um, uh, there's circular uh-huh. canals in all three dimensions, all three directions, and, uh, they're, uh, they're lined with hairs and little rocks roll around. That's why a cat always lands on its feet, and that's why, um, you can always tell which way is up, and, uh, it kind of helps you orient. And that sometimes, if you have a cold, a change in atmospheric pressure, uh, uh, or anything, you turn your head, you get a little lightheaded. It's a very benign thing, but you just reassure the patients and give them some simple solutions. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. So, uh, okay, thank you. It's interesting. Huxley, Aldous Huxley, in 1961, he spoke to a medic, uh, at a medical school in California, and he said, in the future, there'll be a pharmacologic method of making people love their servitude, and it will produce dictatorship without tears, a painless concentration camp. People will have their liberties taken away from them, but they'll enjoy it. Propaganda and brainwashing enhanced by pharmacologic methods, the final revolution. And that's exactly what Klaus Schwab and his sidekick, uh, um, uh, Noah, uh, Harari is saying. Harari? Uh, yeah, Harari. He's a, he's a devil himself. And then in 1917, this guy, Rudolf Steiner. Yeah, they're talking about. This, yeah, Steiner. He, he, in 1917, he was an Austrian philosopher, and he was a Satanist. And he said, in the future, we will eliminate the soul with medicine. There'll be a vaccine by which the human body will be treated as soon as possible at birth so that the human beings cannot develop the thought of an existence of a soul or spirit. And this is exactly what Bill Gates is going after. He's trying to remove the VMAT gene. VMAT2, VMAT2 gene. And, uh, I mean, these people are, are really satanic. And then we have Pfizer sponsored the, was it the, uh, Emmys or something? And it was such a satanic, uh, production. I saw a picture of it. I didn't right. see it. You know, right. with, the, with the horns. Yeah. Well, Dr. Yeah, Dr. John, they've, uh, they've said in their plans, now they means the new uh, the World Economic Forum, they're the ones that are really out front now on this. Yeah. And they've said that uh, they really want everybody to be uh, drugged. They're pushing, when I say drugged, I mean, you know, like uh, psychedelic drugs. Uh, not, not, yeah, well, they want, uh, it could yeah, be mild, yeah. but they want, they, they want, they want that. Call, and then they control. want, they want to, yeah. They want to call in control. In other words, they want to yeah. reduce the population like the, like the Georgia Guidestones down to 500 million or less and control. You know, all through history, we were slaves. I mean, the Roman slaves, uh, my ancestors were serfs in, in Europe. Uh, and, and, uh, for a brief period in history, we had freedom in America with our constitution. And now they're trying to take that away and form a, um, a digital prison where we'll be in these 15 minute cities for control. And, and the whole purpose, for example, there was a, a, a train wreck in, um, uh, in Ohio, in, uh, uh, you know, Palestine, uh, Palestine, uh, and they, uh, uh, they did everything wrong. They, uh, you know, they, the chemicals leaked on, uh, a few leaked out. They should have kept them in the tank car. They should have been incinerated at high temperature in order to reduce them to the basic elements and not be toxic. Instead, uh, they claim that the local fire chief said, "Oh, uh, uh, let's uh, let's drain it all out, um, so uh, so the tank cars won't explode." And then uh, they just dropped the match on there, and that spread dioxin all uh, through the area. And they didn't even give the people more than five minutes warning that they're going to do this. So there were pregnant ladies pushing their baby carriages, and they had uh, they couldn't get back to their house. Uh, they didn't tell the people they must turn off the heater so the heater doesn't suck all the poisons into the house. They, um, uh, they, uh, noticed, uh, well, the, the plume of toxic, uh, uh, dioxin was spread over, um, the Amish country. The Amish don't vaccinate their children. They try to keep away from the government. They're self-independent. They produce a lot of, uh, food. Uh, and that's why, uh, they have to be stopped. If, if, if a land, is contaminated with dioxin. The EPA comes in to clean it up, 
and either clean it up and give you a million-dollar bill that you can't pay so they uh, confiscate your land, or uh, or they just uh, uh, say that it's uh, 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 contaminated and it's condemned and you have to move, and this way it gets us all in these 15-minute cities. Now, now, it's even worse than that. They, um, uh, they use 2 million gallons of water to put the fire out, and then they truck the, uh, uh, the water down to Texas, and they uh, want to pump it into the ground. That's crazy. Yeah, we didn't even know it was in Texas until they actually did it. The, there was some judge in uh, Houston that okayed it, and they it wasn't in my area. I'm in I'm in the east. It was in the west side of Texas that yeah. they did it, but they pumped huge amounts of water deep and at some deep well, and they said, "Don't worry about it. It's way below the drinking water." Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. that's what they do. Uh, they are uh, kill, trying every every which way, Doctor John. Every which way. Yeah. It's. Um, oh, I mean, yeah. I, I, every time you turn your head, they're, they're doing something to destroy America, and not only America but the world. These people are purely one hundred percent satanic. Purely. They are devils now in a human body. Murderers um, hate. They hate. They hate us. They look at us as a virus in a body. We're a virus upon the earth that has to be eliminated. So uh, we can pray to slow them down and all, but ultimately, I, I guess you could say in the short run they're going to going to succeed. In the long run, they're they're going to meet. The Lord Jesus Christ at His second coming, right. the whole system is going to be obliterated, and He's going to establish His system, uh, His government here on Earth, and there'll be none of that, none of that. Yeah, yeah. But, wow! Yeah. It is, I, I, folks. Yeah. It's it's I, it's in the air. You know, the, I, we see those uh, those um, you know jet streams in the air, and they're actually. Whatever they're releasing, it has a um, uh, an aluminum. There's aluminum in it. They've they're the the um, researchers have picked up aluminum in the water and every place else where they're releasing it from those um, jet streams on us. Yeah, yeah Doctor John. Yeah. yeah. So, in addition to the uh, um, you know ra- radiation uh, from the cell phones and from everything else. We're getting these uh, these toxins sprayed on us. Um, let me see. I had a list of it somewhere around here. The, it's in it's in the water. You know, they got fluoride in the water, uh, which is there's no need for it. But then who knows whatever else they're putting in it? Then in the food, um, they want to uh, affect the food with those shots. They want to use the food we eat to to give us. Um, well, they call it vaccines, but the bioweapons. Yeah, they are bioweapons. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Um, you covered a lot of ground uh, today. And um, the, the has the medical profession kind of backed off now the way it was trying to steal doctors or, or, or well, not steal, but... Uh, suspend their license and all. Are they letting you treat patients the way you should instead of you can't like give them 
ivermectin and all is that easing up no it's it's about the same i just been in a, in a pretty good area and i i know some of the pharmacists but there there are some uh national pharmacies that still uh give us problems i have to uh you know uh try to lean on the pharmacist or there's some of the private pharmacies uh they're they're very good they'll they'll fill the prescriptions um yeah it's uh, and there's a, see there's a national board uh National Medical Board, federal, and they control all the other boards, and they've got them uh, under their thumb. It's it's a real um, uh, command system. That's what they do with the doctors. Uh, every a doctor has a mortgage and has a job, works for a big company, and I, uh, you know, I'm just amazed that uh, no one's stepping out of line. They don't realize that right now they're just uh, they're just useful idiots. Uh, they're they're doing the dirty work for the globalists. And, uh, and, uh, you know, the globalists are going to get rid of them just the way, uh, uh, the, uh, Hitler used the SS to get rid of the SA, the brown shirts that got him in power. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way, that's the way it works. They'll use people. And then when they've used them and they see no longer any need for them, they'll just exterminate them. It's a, it's amazing how this here is repeating itself now. Dr. John, it's like, you know, the, the World War II, again, in Europe, ended in the first week of May, 1945. And all of the yeah. stuff that the Nazis had, Nazi doctors had done, like, uh, forceful experimenting on people and all, and, and euthanasia to destroy millions of people and all, that all stopped. And it was awful. And, but it seems like in 2019, with this COVID thing, it seems like that whole time period from the May 1st, I would say until March of 2019, it's like we're back with the Nazis again. It's like yeah, it's like they paused. It's like there's a pause put put on, and now it's full speed. And they're doing exactly what the Nazis did, exactly. And they're running right through it. And if you speak against it, they want to censor you, which is exactly what the Nazis did. And then they, mm -hmm. the Nazis got worse and worse and worse till eventually they would exterminate everybody that wouldn't go along with them. So we have yeah. it back, Dr. John. It's, it's like we're literally dealing with the Nazis again. Yeah. Well, there was a, a guy who, uh, uh, made, uh, you know, millions of dollars or, or German mark, uh, had factories, munitions factories for Hitler. And, um, he, uh, his, I guess, uh, uh, niece, grand niece or something. Uh, she, uh, she now is the richest woman in Europe. Uh, and she's, uh, oh, yes. She's got, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and and she's got the but she's uh, under the, the radar. The uh, yeah, yeah, and they're they're all the Nazis are back. In fact, a, uh, Werner von Braun, he, yeah. he should have been uh, hung for all the people that died making those V one and V two rockets. But we wanted them, so it was called Operation Paperclip. They put a paperclip on his file in uh, um, Nuremberg, and they uh, you know uh, they just uh, uh, took him out of the country and set him up uh, with uh, with NASA. It's uh, it's terrible. It's, yeah, they're coming back now. There was one doctor who apparently was a good orthopedic surgeon, uh, Doctor uh, Brandt. Doctor, he was uh, um, 
you know, the Germans had those intermedullary rods. If you broke your femur, they put stuck a rod right down the middle of it, so you wouldn't need a cast on the outside. And he uh, he patched up somebody uh, who was Hitler's relative or friend, and Hitler made him the head of the uh, medical corps. And so he was uh, he was in rank above uh, Dr. Mengele. And because he didn't stop Mengele, and he was a good doctor otherwise, real nice guy, they, they hung him at Nuremberg. And they yeah, had to do that because he, you know, he didn't. Uh, uh, he didn't follow his oath. He didn't follow his conscience. So I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's hold up. Let's hold up, Doctor John, because I'm looking at the yeah. time. It went so fast, brother Greg. I had you there. Yeah, uh, you're here, real quiet. I'm sorry. I, the time went so fast, uh, brother Greg. Do you have any uh, a question for uh, Doctor John? Well, um, so you're in favor of chelation, right? Um, well, okay, uh, it, it's a proven, uh, accepted uh, treatment for lead poisoning and for poisoning with other heavy metals. And this graphene oxide, this one, do- a couple doctors I've read, they claim that they take, um, they get the graphene oxide out of your body. Uh, so uh, the question is, there's a lot of people uh, that feel remorseful because they took the vax. Well, let me just reassure them that, that there are many, many va- vaccine uh, doses that were just salt water, just saline. Uh, there are also uh, uh, a big, big variability in the uh, um, to- toxicity of the vaccines. Uh, apparently, they said they were 11 times more uh, toxic in red states than, than in, in blue states. You know, right, right, right there, that shows you uh, a motive for what, sure. what they were doing. Yeah, and, and um, so if you, if you got the shot, just don't get any more. Uh, and it's time uh, we just can't roll over and, uh, and we have to, we have to resist this. We, we can't just put up with this. And we should debate. The doctors should debate. They don't want to debate. Like the, uh, there's a quote here, uh, uh, truth does not mind being questioned, but a lie does not like to be challenged. And then, you know, Nazis were lies. Uh, and this is, um, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, he's, uh, a curse, uh, a curse. He's got a, uh, uh, a, a blog, and I was reading his blog. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, I follow him. Dr. Kurt, yes. Oh, he, yes. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, I, I think chelation, uh, they just have to do some tests. But, you know, now they, they won't support any kind of studies that, that doesn't follow their political line. For example, right. a study exactly. in India where, um, exactly. yeah, you know, India or Philippines, the doctor just had 30 patients that wanted to get the shot. Fine. You want to get the shot, get the shot. But he, he just did, um, an EKG and an echocardiogram and some blood tests to look for heart damage before. And then a week after they got the shot, he repeated those tests and he showed that there was a high percentage of myocarditis, especially with the way they inject it. They, nobody aspirates for 40 years. I've been given shots. I always, when the needle's in, I pull back to be sure I'm not in a vessel. If you, if you shoot a bolus of this or whatever it is, his bioweapon into the vein, it'll go right to the heart, probably increases the risk of the myocarditis. But he just wanted to do that study in, a, in America, and but they wouldn't give him an a IRB, um, an, an, uh, Institutional Review Board. Uh, they wouldn't uh, let him uh, have uh, permission to do a... They've got uh, control over the, over the medical education, um, uh, over the medical advertising. I mean, just New Zealand and America are the only... Uh, countries where they uh, advertise directly to the patients and uh they uh 
they control the uh, education of what the doctors learn. Uh, well, uh, Dr. John, I also picked up that the uh, death rate is really spiking in Australia and mm-hmm. several other, yep. other countries that were heavily vaccinated, and they, they're claiming they don't know what's causing it, but we know what's causing it. So this yeah. is long-term. This is long-term yeah. destruction of the health of, of the any any people that took these shots. Now, the, the Africans didn't take them for the most part, and right. they're not having they're the right. problems they're that right. the rest of the world yeah. has. It's the elephant in the room. And, uh, you know, of course, Ed Dowd, uh, the actuary, he, uh, uh, he said that if there's a 10% increase in, in death, it's a catastrophe. But the, the healthiest people in the country were always between 25 and 60 years old, and they had a, jo- um, a job with a Fortune 500 company. And as part of that job, they didn't charge you. They just gave you like, a, I don't know, 100000 or $250,000 life insurance policy. And the, the insurance companies were making money because these people never died unless there was a motorcycle wreck or something. And, and, uh, these people were the healthiest because they had good health insurance and they always got a physical exam and they, uh, they really took care of themselves. And then suddenly, um, uh, and they were healthier than any other group. And suddenly their, if their death rate went up 10%, it would be a catastrophe. Their death rate went up 40%. And, um, in, uh, these were the, the millennials. Uh, uh, as a, you know, prime age, like, uh, 18 to 25 up to 60. And in, uh, the first 11 months that the vaccine was out from, uh, when it got rolling, uh, from February of 21, um, until, uh, March of 22, uh, 60,000 excess deaths, uh, in America in these people. And, um, uh, it took in 11 months, they killed more millennials than my generation, uh, the baby boomers, lost in Vietnam in, in 10 years. Wow. Wow. Dr. John, we'll uh, call it a night. Thank you very much. Uh, even oh, so, well, come Lord you. Jesus. Thanks for inviting me. I get off my but, um Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could tell that. You were you on a mission tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You okay, got, one you more got a lot of one information more, there for one, us. Okay. I got a picture of the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, colonists, uh, the Minutemen, the Minutemen at the bridge there in Lexington. And the quote says, beware of the wrath of a patient man. Yeah. 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 So that person's under control and they can think clearly. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, well God, God bless, bless everybody. Yeah, um, thank you, Dr. John. We'll Good night, see Greg. you for tomorrow morning. Good night. We have prayer tomorrow morning yeah. at 10 a.m. Um, Eastern time. And then uh, we have prayer tomorrow night also at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, you're all welcome to join if you can. Uh, but um, we got a lot going now, folks. They've got this medical crisis which they created and it's really affecting a uh there's a a woman that i met last not last saturday the saturday before when i spoke she came to hear me speak and then afterwards she was very young i mean she looked younger than she was but she was young she was 20 she was about 20 and she had um, two children with her and she said her husband took the shot two years ago. Uh, 
and that he hasn't been able to work since. And he's got terrible, terrible headaches. He said terrible. But that's what happened. Um, directly connected to the death shot. But God bless everybody. And we will see you, Lord willing, um, well, tomorrow. Tomorrow. All right. Well, we'll close now. Well, Greg, I got you there. Do you want to say something uh, uh, about the Lord in closing? Oh, sure. Um, the only way that you can get into the kingdom of heaven is through the blood of Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes unto the Father but by him. And um, he's our Savior, he's our Creator, and he's everything. So all you have to do to get saved is admit to Jesus that you are a sinner, be willing to turn away from your sin, believe that Jesus died for you, was buried and rose from the dead on the third day, conquered death, hell, and the, and the, uh, in the grave, and he's waiting to hear from you. And all you have to do is say, Lord, I'm a sinner, and I need your forgiveness for the sin, and I believe that Jesus died, shed his precious blood on the cross and and for our, my sin, and I'm willing to turn away from sin, and I invite Jesus to come into my heart, you, Jesus, as my personal Savior. Amen? Amen. 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 Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God bless everybody. And um, just whatever, there's nothing we can do other than trust the Lord and trust them, folks. I mean, we just can't go put our hands in the uh, our lives in the hands of the medical profession. We can't. We have to get peace from the Lord and maybe do some research on your own. But God bless you, and uh, we'll see you soon. Sing this song when the redeemed.